The Devil Inside Me, La La Land. I had been to California so many times in the last year that I had established enough friendships and business relationships to feel comfortable there. But this was different. Pulling around those mountains to merge onto the 405 sent a surge of energy through my spine. I'd been sober for several days. Other than weed, that is, but I don't really count that as a drug. At least, there had not been any meth or blow. I was motivated, pumped up, and I was ready to take on the world. After stopping for gas, I programmed my GPS to take me to Equinox to work out. As soon as I walked through those doors, I felt like I'd entered a brand new world. The energy of that place was the drug. I can do this, I thought. This is the life I wanted, to be surrounded by this energy all the time. I felt alive and I wanted more. I had the best workout that day. I'm not sure if it was the pre-workout hitting me in some kind of way or if being surrounded by celebrities and supermodels and the most beautiful people on the planet had something to do with it. While doing abs, Fabio came over and asked me if he could jump in and do a few sets with me. I started laughing to myself because there I was working out with the dude I grew up seeing on the cover of every romance novel known to man and now he's asking me questions. What a trip. I'm from Oklahoma City, I told him. His response caught me off guard. I went to Norman once. The women are big there, he said. I almost told Fabio to go F himself. <laughs> he had to be crazy. Then again, he was probably used to cocaine skinny models and all that stuff. At least he wasn't making fun of me, so I let it go. Although our conversation was brief, I felt a strange sense of pride wash over me. I started to believe I could actually make it there. A long, hot shower felt good, but afterwards I felt intimidated because 90% of the men in the locker room looked like they had just walked out of a magazine cover. I was feeling really self-conscious about my own body, but I was also triggered and immediately started craving drugs. I was not aroused, but a bloodlust for drugs hit me in that instant. Of course I knew what that meant. I ignored it the best I could. I tried distracting myself, and I left the gym as quickly as possible. As soon as I walked out the door, feeling the heat of the sun, hot on my face, it felt like heaven. Around 4 p.m. California time, I called my girlfriend and told her I was staying in California. I was home. I knew it. I knew I belonged here, and I was going to make a life for myself here. I told her if she wanted to join me, she should sell everything in the house and come. Although she had her own house, I used some inheritance money after my father's death to get a big place for us to share. Later, I invited my best friend and his girlfriend to move in with us. I was so caught up in my own plans, I didn't even have the courage to tell my friend that I wasn't coming back. I made her be the one to let them know that they had to leave. When she told me she was down to move, I was so excited about the new life we were going to have in Los Angeles. It was a dream come true. LA made much more sense for me to build a skincare business anyway, and the weather was amazing. I went to the apartment I had rented on the Airbnb and began searching for other options to stay until she had arrived. I found a house in the Hollywood Hills with a killer view. 
Although it was a little pricey for a room to rent, I justified it by telling myself, you're not doing any drugs or drinking. You deserve a nice place to stay, Josh. And I booked the room. I had another week before I could move in, but I was excited, motivated, and I started to feel good about life again. It did not take long for me to start creating momentum. In a matter of days, I made a few big sales and locked in some large volume accounts. Halfway through the week, I'd been invited to a few red carpet style events. I fell into an opportunity to sponsor the ESPY Awards with my skincare line, and that was amazing. The momentum could not have picked up any faster. I was more certain than ever that I would make my dreams come true in this magical city and nothing or no one would get in my way. Driving up to the hills in West Hollywood for the first time was a horrifying experience. There were no lanes, a million blind spots, and besides dodging cars coming down the hill, I almost died running into a parked dump truck trying to enjoy what I could see of the view. When I first saw the house, I was shocked at how small it looked at from the front. I ran up to the door, and as I got closer, the door opened to a very nice gentleman who welcomed me warmly. Once the door was open, I was in absolute awe. Where did all this house come from, I thought. From the front, it looked like a modest 1,200-square-foot home. From the inside, it appeared to be a mega-mansion. It was gorgeous. The view of the city from the balconies was unlike anything I'd ever seen. The nice gentleman who welcomed me also owned the house. He told me he was rarely home, but he did have another person renting his guest house who came into the main house every once in a while. It did not take long for me to meet the person renting the guest house. We hit it off immediately. I found him fascinating because of his background in banking, and now he was working in the entertainment industry. After getting to know him a bit, I gave him a bottle of my skincare line to try out with hopes of him giving it out to his friends in the industry. As the weekend approached with my feelings about life greatly improved, my mind started to wander with thoughts about this guy being the perfect partner for my girlfriend and I. This is what she wanted, right? A cool, normal guy who was intelligent, good looking, and would be into both of us? Of course, I did not know his sexuality, but I felt the vibe. Was that vibe for me, or was this chemistry? What was this? Why do I see this guy as someone who I can be friends with, but also attracted to? I had not been attracted to too many guys sober, so this was new for me. The next time I ran into him, he was getting some stuff out of the fridge, and we engaged in conversation. Maybe he is flirting with me. My mind began to see images of my girlfriend and him pleasuring me, her, and us pleasing each other. Like a shot of adrenaline, I felt it come alive inside of me. I knew what this meant, and in what felt like an out-of-body experience, I asked him if he ever played with couples. You mean like two guys? Oh, so you're gay? I did not know, but... I actually meant a guy or girl couple. Yeah, that could be hot, but I prefer men, he said. Yeah, that's fun too. Do you ever party and play, I asked. Yeah, sometimes when I don't have to work, he said.
Yeah, we should do that sometime. Friday finally arrived, and by 11 a.m. I was already starting to get amped up for the debauchery. Yet I fought myself because I'd been sober for weeks now, and I was doing amazing. Business was good, and I felt great. But I deserved to have some fun, right? I went to my favorite bar on Sunset Boulevard, the Saddleback Ranch, and had a few tequilas and a small bite to eat in an attempt to keep me from getting too drunk too fast. Maybe a little blow won't hurt, I thought to myself, and sent the housemate a message. He said it took a day to get, but he would have some for me by Saturday. I was bummed, and I ended up heading home before I got too out of control drunk. The anticipation was killing me because it felt like it had been ages since I partied. As Saturday rolled around, the housemate started messaging me every hour to update me about progress. With each text, my heart jumped out of my chest in anticipation of what may come that night. Finally, the one I'd been waiting on. Come now. On my way. Cutting up that first line made me nervous. I felt expectations on me. With each line that I did, the more horny and uncontrollable I got because the housemate may have been more ramped up than I was. I had a routine that I liked to stick to when I did drugs. My ritual made me feel safe and allowed me to enjoy myself. This was all out of whack now and I began to feel tremendous anxiety. Hey man, do you have any porn down here? I asked as we walked down the stairs on the outside of the main house to his guest home. No, but you can bring up your iPad or laptop if you want to watch porn. I told him I'd be right back so I could grab it and run upstairs to catch my composure. <sighs> porn always helped me get comfortable and prepared me for the debauchery at hand. So getting my laptop was a must. I got on my computer and fired up some MMF porn to get excited about playing with him because at the moment, I was really not into it. I was nervous like it was my first time, or was this what guilt felt like? As each scene played out, my bulge began to grow, and the more aroused I got. Where are you? He texted. I'll be right down. Right then, my phone rang, and it was a video call from my girlfriend. Nervously, I answered, Hey, babe. How are you? I'm good. I've not heard from you, so I thought I would call and say hi. I miss you. Oh, I miss you, too. The housemate knocked on my bedroom door, and as he opened the door, my girlfriend asked, Who is that? No one, babe. It's just the guy who lives in the guest house. What does he want? She asked. Stammering, stammering now as the cocaine started to really kick in, I glanced at the door and tried to shoo him away. Are you doing cocaine? She asked. Oh, no, babe. Not at all. I'm sober still, I promise you. What's that hanging out of your nose? Uh, nothing. What, what are you talking about? Knowing full well that I had a rock in my nose, I could feel it. Tell me what's going on now, she demanded. Nothing. Josh, are we doing this or not? Hurry up, the housemate said, not helping my situation at all. Josh, fuck you, you fucking cheater. We're done. Have a nice life. And she discontinued the call. Normally, I would have called back a hundred times, but now the house guest was fully in my room, bringing me a fat line to do. I was so nervous still, especially knowing that I had been caught cheating or at least 
the girlfriend thinks I'm cheating. Line after line with every penetration I saw on the screen, the more ramped up I got. Now fully geeking out on blow, I got completely undressed and I allowed all of my worries to drift away as the cocaine took over my system. Over the course of the next few days, the housemate and I hooked up more. With each time, I felt closer to him. In between sessions, I tried calling my girlfriend, but she would not answer. As I got further into the week, I started to feel guilty for what I had done. A sudden phone call from my girlfriend shocked me, especially when she said, I believe you, but I want you to leave that house. I'm on my way there, but I want you to find a new place to stay. I felt so much relief to have her back, but I was also sad to leave. I loved the house, of course, and I'd made a real friend too, but I messed things up by having sex with him. Had I waited, I may have had the perfect situation. Like everything else I did, I wrecked it. My guilt drove me to sobriety again, and I found a new place to stay for the next few weeks until my girlfriend arrived. Although I left the Hollywood Hills, I found myself in Beverly Hills at a guest house of an international celebrity. And with that meeting, my life in LA changed forever. Maybe God had a plan for me after all.